You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday the 10th of November. I'm Stuart Banks from AIB Treasury. I'm joined today by John Fahey from AIB's Economic Unit to discuss the latest market developments. John, leading off with the US, Joe Biden has won the presidential election. What can we expect from a Biden presidency and what will the likely impact be on financial markets? So if we look at it first from an economic policy perspective, there's a lot of similarities in terms of the policy proposals that were put forward by both sides. Some of the differences, though, from a Biden presidency is he has a proposal in there to increase the corporate tax back up towards 28% from the cuts that President Trump had put in. Now, they both have sizable kind of plans around infrastructure spending. Biden's ones are more geared towards the climate agenda type policies. So there's some differences there. But I think a key thing, too, is that we have to look at, and we not clear a picture fully, but who controls the Senate in terms of Congress. At the moment, it looks like it could be a split Congress. To the extent that he be able to push through everything he wants from an economic policy perspective will depend on who controls the Senate. And we won't know that fully till January because there's a runoff there to decide, and that will decide who is the majority. At the moment, it looks as if the Republicans may just about hold control of it. So that's probably why you've seen markets, even though there was a lot of uncertainty in the immediate aftermath of the election, a bit of a rally in risk appetite because markets aren't too perturbed. If there's a split kind of in the US Congress because it means no one party or the other can rush through too much on one side or the other so the status quo remains so some of the concerns for the market might have been too much regulation being brought back in on the biden presidency where trump had reduced regulation with likelihood of a split congress it means that that probably won't happen so that's why markets settled down and performed strongly in the immediate aftermath then as the days progressed last week you know you look at equity markets they're up six to eight percent across the board so probably the extent to what he can implement his policies will very much depend on where the Senate is deciding who holds control of that. Okay, thanks, John. And moving closer to home and the podcast favourite topic, Brexit, John, negotiations between the EU and the UK resumed this week, but both sides seem quite far apart on some key issues. The year-end deadline's looming large. What can we expect to see in the short term? So this is something that's kind of gone off the radar for the last while, especially last week, I suppose, with uh, everyone <laughs> becoming an expert in US politics and dominating the headlines. But last week actually marked the two-week period where they had gone through the intensified period of talks, and they didn't seem to have made much progress on this. So it's kind of gone under the radar a bit, but it is something that, that we need to pay careful attention to, because if you think a couple of weeks back, talks had stalled over a weekend, and then they came back early in the week of that period and decided let's intensify talks for a few weeks and see what progress had been done. So last week kind of marked the two-week period uh, of that, and it still seems to be that some of the key issues remain unresolved. And that's why it's a little bit worrying that despite two weeks of intensive negotiations, the two sides remain fairly far apart on issues like regulatory alignment, the dispute resolution mechanism, and the very politically sensitive issue of fishing access to fishing waters. So now both sides did say that some progress had been made, but worryingly, if you looked at the report last week on it, they couldn't even make progress on a fairly straightforward issue as non-regression from existing labour market and environmental standards. That means that both sides wouldn't agree to go back from what's currently in existence and in operation in both jurisdictions. So, you know, really we're entering a critical phase now. As you say, the clock is ticking to the end of the year. One thing we do know for sure is the UK has said they do not want to extend the extension to the transition period. So the transition period ends at the end of this year. So a few weeks left to get a trade deal put in place and to get it approved through the different the European Parliament, the UK Parliament and whatever other member states need to do. So it really is in a critical phase now. 
interestingly, you know, sterling, if you look at the level where euro sterling's at, we're down around 90p. So that tells you the market's a little bit concerned, but it's not overly concerned. So the market still believes that a deal can be done. If the market was more concerned, then you would expect euro sterling to be above 91p, potentially closer to 93p. And that's a key level to look out for. If this continues and no progress has been made, we do think euro sterling will move higher because sterling will weaken. So, and we've seen before that sterling can, you know, pretty sensitive to how these things develop and is prone to sharp swings. So really now with kind of the noise out of the way in the US, we think that the markets will focus back now to the Brexit talks and the progress that can be made there. Our base case still remains that a deal will be done, but really there could be a lot more volatility for sterling over the next couple of weeks as the market awaits to see some definitive progress on that side. Where we are from now, it's really back to the main political leaders in this to get involved in the talks. The negotiators can only do so much in terms of the two teams, and it's really the ball is in the UK's court now to actually try and make some concessions to get a deal done. I think both sides still want to do a deal, but obviously politics is involved. So, you know, you could see increased uncertainty over the next couple of weeks because of that and the potential for volatility in sterling as well. Okay, John. And finally, the week ahead is light in terms of economic releases, especially from the Eurozone. Is there anything our listeners should particularly look out for? Yeah, it's fairly light. Like, if you look at US, Eurozone, there's not a lot there to excite either economists or markets. So there's not going to be a huge directional move for any of the major markets or currency pairs. In the UK, we do get a lot of Q3 data. We get Q3 GDP and a raft of data on the labour market. But that's the third quarter. Markets moved on from that now, so it's just going to tell us what we already know. The UK economy did bounce back in Q3, but it's really all about the fourth quarter now and into next year. And what that tells us in terms of survey data is, you know, lost momentum in the Eurozone and the UK economies. Although, interestingly, the US economy seems to have held up pretty better than some of those other economies in terms of the comparison survey data of the US has been better than expected. But in terms of the week ahead, we'll get confirmation that the UK economy rebounded strongly in Q3, but really that's all news now at this stage. And it's all about the fourth quarter into 2021 and just a lot of uncertainty over that because if you look at what's happened throughout the UK and, and Europe, we've seen a reimposition of restrictions, lockdown type measures. So it means that Q4 could see at the very least a stalling or a contraction in some of those major advanced economies. John, we leave it there for this week. Thank you, as always, for your insights. COVID continues to dominate both conversation and markets. And for customers impacted by COVID, you can find the details of AIB support packages at aib.ie forward slash COVID. Finally, thank you to our customers for listening in. To stay up to date with the markets, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.